You're listening to the Tech Bytes podcast. Today we're talking about automating network troubleshooting with network performance management. We're sponsored by Path Solutions today, and our guest is Tim Titus, CTO at Path Solutions. Tim, welcome to the podcast. And can you start us off with the you know the thirty thousand foot view of Path Solutions and what you do? So thank you. Uh, so the thirty thousand foot view really is is that we automate collecting and analyzing problems in the network. Really, what we started out with is as a, a group of engineers, we figured. If there was some automatic way that you could throw some software at your network and have it say, tell me everything broken in this network in an automated fashion. I don't care whether you have Cisco, Juniper, you know, old 3Com switches, whatever. Tell me what I need to know so that I can troubleshoot and fix the problems in this network. And that's really what we dreamed of. Uh, and that's really what we focused on achieving. So how are you getting data and what kind of data are we talking about? You're talking about... Configurations, logs, SNMP, what are, what are you pulling? Effectively, all of the above. Primarily, we start out with SNMP. So we will dig at devices to find out uh, what is the device. Is it a Cisco switch? Is it a Nexus switch? Is, you know, what are the capabilities of the switch? How is it configured? So we pull a lot of that information through SNMP in an automated fashion so that we'll learn, oh, there's QoS configured. Great. How is the QoS performing? So we automate all of that collection, bring the information back, Put it through a heuristics engine, and the results are we're able to tell you, hey, you've got a QoS misconfiguration here, and you're dropping packets out of your high-priority queue, or you have a VLAN tagging fault, or you have a cabling fault, or even a duplex mismatch. So what we figure is the information is out there. Typically, what happens is when people have network monitoring solutions, they ping their switches and routers, they check a few interfaces for status, and that's as far as they go. Thus, if the user has a call quality problem, they check their monitoring system, and the monitoring system says, hey, everything's healthy in their environment. That's a disconnect because it means the truth is out there and they have to manually log into switches and routers to try and find out what's broken. If they automated that, then they'd be able to see here are all of the error counters, all of the QoS, all of the configuration, all the performance on all of the involved devices so that they could look and say, what happened 30 minutes ago when this call was bad and determine that's when there was a QoS misconfiguration and we were dropping packets out of a high priority queue. The collection and the automation of, inter of the in interpreting the data. So you're actually collecting the data and then showing me what happened historically. So that's the standard sort of visibility tooling uh, that we have, but you're also suggesting that you've done some automation. What sort of, is that based around a heuristics type of analytics engine that says, I know what this looks like, I know what this does, this is what the problem is? Yes. So the heuristics engine has been built really over the past 12 years. And what it is, is it's just a whole bunch of network smarts built in to be able to say, when we see this error counter and this other error counter on a switch at the same time, and it's a Cisco switch, here's the result, here's what's going on. You have a QoS misconfiguration or you have a, uh, a, a, a microburst link flood. So it's able to help guide you with getting these problems resolved because you don't have to go crack open the books and say, what does it mean when we have deferred transmissions on this type of interface running at 10 gig speed? We can say, you're dealing with microburst link floods Therefore, you can realize this is a bandwidth issue, even though the interface might look like it's only running at 40% utilization, microburst link floods will still cause packet loss. You're actually getting very granular visibility here. You're doing more than just reading an SNMP counter. You're actually looking for microbursts in 
the underlying hardware. Yes, yes. So what we have is we have an understanding of the chipsets, the various different chipsets that are in use by the manufacturers to be able to take that data and extrapolate plain English answers from it so that you can do the root cause troubleshooting that you need to do to support a network. One of the things we were frustrated with is that you have a network engineer working at your company, you have a network engineer working at the company across the street and the company down the street and the company across town, and they're all attempting to do the same thing. They want to get information out of their switches and routers and find out what's broken, what is causing my call quality issues, what is causing users to disconnect from databases and have these sorts of issues. And I figure if they're all trying to do the same thing, they all need some automation so that they're not having to reinvent the wheel by saying, well, go collect this OID and this other OID, put it together with some NetFlow information, correlate it with some syslog information to arrive at a conclusion. There should be software that does this in an automated fashion to say, when we see all of these clues, tell the user, you have a microburst link flood, you need more bandwidth on this interface. I think that correlation part is important because, you know, I can collect a lot of information and throw it in a bucket and then it's sort of up to me to sift through it like, you know, a giant bucket of Legos and that can be <laughs> very hard, difficult to do. So, Well, and the other thing is you have to be the expert. You, you mm -hmm. have to be a senior level engineer to do this sort of diagnostic and not every company has five senior level engineers around to do it. You either have one seriously overworked senior engineer that would love to push some of this stuff down to even the help desk Imagine if imagine if you could say, I'm going to push half of this stuff or more than half of this stuff down to the help desk to say, go fix these duplex mismatches that were discovered. Go fix these uh, uh, these interfaces that are running 100 meg that are having uh, microburst link floods. Go fix all of these problems. I don't have to fix them anymore. I don't even have to diagnose them because the system has diagnosed them for me. And what I want to make sure I understand is that, so you're saying that your software is collecting, you know, this fault from system A and this log from system B and this, uh, you know, some uh, SMB message coming off system C, but it's stitching them together for me. So I'm not having to look through each individual thing. You're actually surfing it up as this is what the problem is based on these elements that we saw and put together. Exactly, exactly. And so it's not that we're putting network engineers out of business. We're just making it so that you're going to solve more problems at the end of the day and not have to work a 12-hour day, day after day after day. Uh, we figure if you get the right information in front of you that's automatically analyzed, that means your troubleshooting is now an automated process and can be pushed lower in the organization. Honestly, I've never met a senior level network engineer that loves doing trouble tickets. So <laughs> I don't know if you guys have, but if you can push a lot of this stuff down, uh, that just means everyone's happier at the end of the day and problems get solved faster. I think there's a few things behind that idea of pushing it down, is that there's usually people in the junior ranks who want to step up. But the gap between that junior rank and that senior rank can be so wide that it's very difficult for them to get to the senior engineer's level because there's such a gap. Whereas these tools can often bridge that and they can start to make it, you know, once I can see something happening and I can I start to learn while delivering results. Exactly, exactly. And in one sense, that's going to help teach them Oh, when you see this problem, this problem, this problem all together, and we produce this plain English diagnostic of, hey, go check this interface for its, its uh, uh, VLAN configuration, the user is going to go in and say, oh, yeah, there is a misconfiguration here. And they're going to start learning from that so that in a, in a certain sense, in the future, they don't need a tool, 
but the tool has been kind of uh, uh, instructional. So, you know, we're talking about SNMP and logs and heuristics, and Craig and I always complain about ML washing and AI washing. You haven't mentioned that. So you're saying that the, the old tools, that the tools that folks coming up have worked with, you can still extract a lot of value from them if you're doing the right things with them. Oh, yeah. Well, if you think about it, anytime you go to solve a problem, you check your monitoring solution and it says everything's healthy. The very next thing you do is you say, I need to log into some switches, log into some routers, check interfaces, check error counters, check configuration. And you're looking for that needle in a haystack. And then you realize, okay, well, this switch was involved, but I don't see any problems. Let's log into the next switch. Let's log into the next router. Let's log into the next firewall. And so you're investigating manually to try and find out what's going on. Sadly, you could do that whole exercise and say, I just spent three hours trying to track down a packet loss problem and you still can't find it because the problem's not happening when you're looking. And so that's what we figured we'd solve is if we have all of this information on a continuous basis on all of the involved switches, routers, firewalls, you're going to be able to say, let's go back in time 30 minutes to when this user had this problem and see what error counters were happening and if our product says, hey, 30 minutes ago, you had a packet loss on this interface due to a cabling fault, you're going to look at it and say, yeah, dropping 6% of the packets due to a cabling fault on this fiber link. Okay, what was going on during that time? Oh, Bob was in the wiring closet and he was readjusting some wires. And you go up to Bob and say, Bob, did you touch this piece of fiber? Oh, yeah, I curled it a little bit over here to get it out of my way. Great, mm. you just caused a ton of packet loss. <laughs> you have all of the ability to say, this is the root cause of the problem because all of the information was automatically collected from the devices. So how is this deployed? Am I running agents on devices or am I just, how do I get this out? And how do I make sure I'm getting full network visibility and not missing essential systems? So this is deployed on a single Windows server, typically on-prem. Uh, it's going to use SNMP to go collect the information so we can be fully set up for some very large networks within one hour. Uh, all we need is SNMP read-only. Uh, we'll collect syslog, we'll collect NetFlow, uh, we'll correlate all that information together so there's no agents needed, no spans, no taps. Uh, and it's just going to start sucking knowledge out of those devices and say, here's what the equipment knows that you should know. And what we found a lot of our customers do is they deploy this and they say, wow, there's all sorts of things that are broken here that they weren't aware of with their other monitoring system because it didn't go broad enough or deep enough or have the smarts to be mm. able to interpret the stuff. And so we expose a whole bunch of interesting things that they're like, oh, here's 12 things we can do to improve the network right now because a deeper view and broader view has been provided with the heuristics to say, Here's the plain English answer of what's broken. And I notice that you're not just limited to on-premise. You've also got some insights into the cloud and you monitor VoIP or unified commun unified collaboration, if you want to call it that. Uh, you're also able to use flow analysis. What I know that flow analysis is really flavor of the month. It's the latest fashion. Is there anything about the NetFlow Analyze that you want to share? So we do some really unique things with NetFlow, and that's actually associated with our security module. So we have a SecOps module that's going to be able to look at policies to say, are you breaking any policies with communication policies? Uh, is there communication with unsavory countries? So we have geographic risk awareness. 
we have exposures that will say, gee, you have inappropriate communications going on either inside or outside your environment because you're using unencrypted HTTP or Telnet or uh, other bad practices. Uh, we also have the ability to do SOAR to be able to tell you, hey, we found this workstation that is doing something unsavory in your environment, and there's just a lot of strange communications, and be able to trigger alerts on that that can uh, feed data into your SIM, uh, as well as just enrich a SOAR activity. So there's definitely clearly a focus here on troubleshooting. Are you able to tie into, if I have a ticketing system or if I'm doing Slack ops, can you uh, tie in there? Yeah, so we can automatically generate tickets to help enrich uh, ticketing systems to say, here's more clues to what's going on. In general, though, I'm going to say we have all of the clues and are going to pre-interpret what's going on and give you, hey, here's a plain English diagnostic of what's going on to speed the troubleshooting and understanding. But we can still feed the raw clues in to say, here's all of those raw clues that came to this conclusion. And in terms of you know, moving tickets through a system so that I know that they've been cleared, you can also do that? Or do you work with a third-party system for that? So we don't do the ticket management, I guess I should say. We're really kind of a source for the the, the data and the interpretation. Okay, but you can feed into one, a ticketing system. Correct. Mm. Got it, okay. Well, yeah, you normally raise tickets and then you use Path Solutions as a tool to research and then go back to the ticket. But those integrations would be done at an API level. Correct. And so our, our front end is all RESTful JSON, so there's full integration capabilities. Any information you want to scrape out of the product is easy to do. Well, Tim, you may have uh, wet folks' appetite uh, on this Path Solutions solution. So if folks want to find out more, where would you send them? So I'd go to www.pathsolutions.com. Uh, we have an online demo sandbox if you want to take a tour of the product yourself. Uh, there's a lot of videos that will show what we're able to do, or you can schedule a meeting with an engineer and we'll have one of our engineers show you how this can benefit your environment. Fantastic. All right. That's Path Solutions, all one word, pathsolutions.com. Uh, thank you, Tim, for joining us. And thanks to Path Solutions for being a sponsor. You can find this and many more fine, free technical podcasts along with our community blog. That's at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at Packet Pushers. Find us on LinkedIn and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.